Hi, it's great to connect again together for the last time this year. I trust again that you had a wonderful Christmas time and a difficult period, a difficult scenario, but I trust it went well. And today is like the in-between Sundays, between Christmas and New Year. New Year's not quite arrived yet, but I'm sure it will come as normal at the same time. But today, in a few moments, I'm going to read from Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. No, not the first bit of the Christmas story, but a bit later on, eight days after the birth of Jesus. I know this is only two days after the birth of Jesus, but this portion we're going to read is just after Jesus was born. No, the Bible, particularly Luke's Gospel in chapter 2, covers about 30 years, the first 30 years of Jesus' life. Then the next 21 chapters after that, so cover his last three and a half years, that shows the emphasis God has put on the life of Jesus rather than the birth. But the birth is something significant as well. And in the portion or in our passage that we're going to read, we've had Jesus been born. We've celebrated that. Then Mary and Joseph have taken Jesus to Jerusalem. They've fulfilled the religious, spiritual requirements of the law where they come and give an offering and dedicate their son, their firstborn son, to God. In a sense, we sometimes do that dedication with children. It's like a recognition that this is a gift from God. This child born to us is a gift from God, a child from God and me in a sense, given back to God to say, we're only parents and guardians. We give them back into your care and your keeping. And it's also a recognition that the giver is always greater than the gift. Though in the case of Jesus, the giver and the gift were the same. But I hope over this Christmas time, whatever gifts you got, whether they were wonderful or whether they were less than wonderful, that you recognize that the giver of the gift is more important than the gift that they gave you and the relationship there is far more important than anything you got. That's the background of where we're going to read Jesus is born. Mary and Joseph have gone to Jerusalem to a temple to dedicate him. And then we read from Luke chapter 2 beginning at verse 25. At that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon he was righteous and devout and was eagerly awaiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. 
Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom and God's favor was on him. So Jesus had been presented at a temple, but I want us to focus on these two people who were there, Simeon and Anna, and learn things from their life. Simeon was righteous, he was devout, he was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come. No, we should be watching, not wasteful, while we are waiting for God to do something. Watching with eager anticipation rather than wasting time, but constantly being alive and awake and expecting God to do great things. I don't know what you're eagerly waiting for in life, whether it's your lottery ticket to come up or retirement or your football team to win a trophy or 2021 because 2020 has not been that great year or you're waiting expectantly for a vaccine or COVID to disappear. You're waiting for the next year to come. I don't want to dampen any enthusiasm, but my experience of life is that your life does not change from, 20, from 31st of December to 1st of January just because the year changes. Just because it's another day and another year doesn't automatically cause a change in your world. I know I'm sounding a bit like the Reverend I am Jolly or bar humbug type of attitude here, but the reality is sometimes when we put false expectations and hopes and things, the disappointment that comes is even greater than it was before. But I'm not saying that we shouldn't be waiting with eager anticipation for something. It's just that what we are eagerly waiting for needs to change. We need to change our focus. See, Simeon spent his life in eager anticipation, expectation of the Messiah coming, stepping into his world. And let me encourage you today that as we look and move into 2021, that we live with anticipation, with eagerness, with hope to see God stepping into our world, to see God move in our lives, our homes, our families, our workplaces, our schools, our colleges, our universities, our corridors of power, the media, into the nations, into the cities, into the towns. I'm believing and expecting God to move in a great way. Jesus, Messiah, we still need you to visit our world. The reality is we don't need more stuff we don't need more events. We need more of him in our world.
Let us be like Simeon. He was devout and he was eager, but he was living with expectation that he will soon see Jesus, that he will soon see God stepping into his world. You know, the world has changed this year, but the world changed when Jesus stepped into it, and that was in a good way. But 2020 will go down in history, probably as a bad year, as a difficult year, as a challenging year for people on it. It will be known as the year of COVID in history, I am sure. But I, for one, despite what is going on in the world, I'm choosing to believe that 2021 will be a year when God moves in a fresh and a new way. I have some eager anticipation, eagerly looking forward for God to step again into our world in 2021 and do incredible things. That 2020 may have been a COVID year, a difficult year, but I'm believing when history comes back in the future and looks back in 2021, that we will see that God was at work in an incredible way. I'm choosing to be like Simon and choose to live with eager anticipation of a visitation of God into our world. See, Simon was holding on to a promise. It appears God had given him a promise through the Spirit that he wouldn't die until he saw the Messiah coming. So he chose every day to be watchful eagerly, not wasting his life and mourning and complaining, but watchful with eager anticipation. He was watchful, not wasteful, but he was also determined, not deterred. Every day might have been a disappointment. Every year might have been a disappointment that the Messiah hadn't come yet. But he chose to continue to live with a determination that I'm not leaving here until God fulfills his promise in my life. Till God says, does what he says he was going to do. No matter how long it takes, no matter how many disappointments I'm hanging about, I'm not letting go of God until he fulfills the promise in my life. And I love what Simeon says here. Simeon saw Jesus. He embraced Jesus. He encountered Jesus as a baby. Yes, but he encountered Jesus as a baby child. But he knew that everything that he was was wrapped up. Everything that Jesus was was wrapped up in just a little baby form. And he says, I have seen your salvation. God, I can go now. I can leave home. You fulfilled your promise, but I've seen your salvation. I.e., as he held Jesus, he looked and he embraced the salvation of God because that salvation was in Jesus. And I want to encourage you today, when you encounter Jesus, when you embrace Jesus, you're not just embracing a baby, but you're embracing a man. You're embracing someone who came into the world as a man, somebody who died for us, somebody who rose, somebody who's alive, but you're embracing more than that. You're embracing the promises of God. When you embrace Jesus, you embrace the promise of salvation, the promise of healing, the promise of restoration, the promise of deliverance, the promise of peace, of love, of joy, of hope, of provision. But the Bible says that all God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes and through Christ our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. Be determined, not deterred by the fact that your promises have not been fulfilled, but embrace Jesus in a fresh way. Live in eager anticipation. But to do that, we must believe something not half-hearted. He was righteous, and our righteousness comes from Christ. But he was devout. 
totally committed to a cause of belief, expressing devotion, devoted to pursuit, belief, or mode of behavior, earnest and sincere. He was committed to seeing Christ. He was committed to his following of Christ. Let's make a decision to walk in his righteousness, but de- devoted to him in a new way as we go into 2021. When we live like Simeon, we live with that eager anticipation. I believe we can come and we can see God move in our lives in a fresh way. But it wasn't just Simeon who was there. Anna was there. And she chose to be better, not bitter. Anna had been married for only seven years before her husband died. There was a sense of loss, a sense of disappointment. This is not what it was supposed to be. This is not how my hopes and dreams worked out in my mind. But she had a choice to be better or to be bitter. And for 77 years, she committed to be better, to be better, to be a better worshiper, a better servant, a better prayer, a better witness. I know that life can have many disappointments. To be honest, I've had some disappointments this year, some bigger than others, but I've not had a disappointment like Anna had, who had dreams and plans and talked with her husband about the future, but only had seven years. But she made a choice to be better because she recognized that though life had disappointments, God has never been a disappointment. He's always been there. He's a refuge, a strength, a comfort, a hope. And she chose to focus on God. She chose to become better. She committed to worship, to prayer, and to fasting. As we move into 2021, let's endeavor to leave the disappointments that have happened and embrace God in an even greater way and believe for him to reveal himself in even greater measure in our hearts. Commit to being a worshiper. Commit to fasting and prayer. As we enter January, similar to last year, we're asking you, I'm asking you to focus on prayer and fasting for the month of January. It's about putting God first at the beginning of a year. It's focusing on Him. In 20 days of fasting, first four weeks in January, from Monday the 4th onwards, give you the weekends off, but choose four weeks, Monday to Friday, to fast. It might be food, it might be social media, it might be something different, but it's the idea is to take away from yourself and spend that time focusing on God, praying, seeking his face, letting him speak to you. So as a church, January, we want to be praying more, but I'm encouraging you, everyone who's associated with New Life, if you can just make a commitment like Anna to fast. I'm not asking you to fast for 77 years. What that looked like in Anna's life, I don't know. But asking you, just from Monday to Friday for the first four weeks, take something out of your life and replace it with time spent with God. I want to tell you, if you do that, you'll find yourself growing in God in a way that you wouldn't otherwise. God will speak to you as you put him first. 
you choose where it is that you're fasting from. I'm more convinced than ever that there's a fierce spiritual battle going on in our world. And we need to rise up and pray like we've never done before. So in January, each Wednesday night, the four Wednesdays in January, we'll have a prayer meeting. Zoom will be, we'll look at ways in which we can maybe meet physically in the building, but at least every Wednesday night there'll be some prayer focus going on in your life online. Watch this space for how we do it in other ways. But it will be a focus every Wednesday night. And I don't want it just to be like, oh, the beginning of a year. We need a real focus in prayer in the coming year. But every Wednesday night in January, we'll have a together online prayer focus. Prayer time together. Details will be sent out. We need to commit to prayer in a new way. What we'll pray about? Philippians 4, 6 says, pray about everything. Pray about everything. But as well as collective prayer, we're going to make room for individual prayer where you can be ministered to, you can be prayed for. And that could well be in a Zoom setting as well, but we can give you the details where you can log in for a time where you just need people to pray for you. And we're going to have people set aside just to pray over your life and for God to move in your life. Watch this space for details how that works. Anna committed to being a worshipper, a prayer, but also committed to speaking about Jesus more. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. You know, we talk about so many things to people and we focus on Jesus as a baby recently at Christmas. But we need to tell people in a world which is crying out for hope and for light and for help and for salvation that there is a saviour in the streets of our communities. We need to talk up Jesus as a healer, as a saviour, as a prince of peace, as a provider. Let me encourage you this year to make a commitment like Anna to be better in our worship, better in our praying, and better in our witnessing and telling others about Jesus. So in summary, as we leave 2020 and we move into 2021, let us move in with eager anticipation of God stepping again into our world in a fresh, in a new way. Let's be watchful in a sense that we've got an eager watch for God to do what he can do. Not wasting our time and energies with getting caught up with things that are not that important, but have an eager watch in our hearts and spirits expecting God to move. Let's be determined, no matter the setbacks, no matter what has disappointed us, what has deterred us from hope, let us be determined to keep believing and keep going until we see God do what only God can do. And let's become better, not better, in the disappointments around us. You know, 
what is amazing here, and I pray for us all, is that God went further than Simeon and Anna were expecting. They were looking for the Messiah who would rescue Jerusalem, who would rescue Israel. But what God did through Jesus was provide someone who would rescue the whole of mankind. It wasn't just Jerusalem. Jesus was more than they were anticipating. It was the one who would be the saviour of the world. The one who came to rescue us. Rescue from heaven. Ransom for sinners. Jesus, Messiah. And for us at New Life, individually and collectively, my prayer as we leave 2020 and move into 2021, that we will learn from Simeon and Anna, but more than that, that God will go beyond what we are even expecting. My prayer is live with expectation throughout the coming year. And this is my prayer that I'm going to pray over you from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Sean and Gary are going to lead us in a closing song. Trust that as you move into 2021, that God will do great things in your life. Hope to see you soon next year. God bless you.